ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Yannick on Chelsea podcast with me, your host, Jan. Today on the podcast, I have Louis Beneventi from 100% Chelsea to uh, look back over a very positive result at home against Brighton. Um, I went to the game, it was good fun, had a few jars, saw a great lineup, and ultimately a great performance, including two banging goals. So let's get into the podcast. All right, boys and girls, welcoming back to the podcast, Louis Beneventi of 100% Chelsea, the uh, largest Chelsea fan YouTube account on YouTube. Is that right, Louis? How you doing, man? It is indeed. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I feel a sense of, of relief right now. Um, it's yeah. got nothing to do with watching football at the minute. It's like... <laughs> He's just you not know, went out. <laughs> it's just a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping it in. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't edit that out. Oh, right? Yeah. You're so fucking childish. There you okay. go. That's that's how it should start. This it is. is. How, this is how a podcast should start. So yeah, you <laughs> feeling you feeling the re- relief? I'm pleased to hear that. Um, yeah, so there was. I, I, I was. It was just you know submitting my dissertation yesterday. Yeah. And burning yeah. all the for it. I mean, well, I did not as well. I had a celebratory one. It was. Uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, we're all we're all all the listeners are very pleased to hear that. Um, but yeah, congrats, man. <laughs> um, dissertations are dreadful, so yeah, well done, mate. Um, and for anyone who's listening who's done a dissertation before, will know how uh, thoroughly unpleasant they are. So here's to you, mate. But yeah, Chelsea. We uh, we we were both at the game yesterday. Uh, um, it was a it was a good night. You know. Yeah. I know Brighton are not great opposition, and apparently they're not very good away from home. But there's this there's an element of Brighton of them not being mugs. Do you know what I mean? They're not like yeah. Um, so I, I want to get your thoughts on it, dude. First off, I guess would be the lineup that maybe everyone wanted, like maybe possibly our best eleven at the moment in re- relation to form and what maybe the fans want to see. How do you feel about that? I'd say it is our best eleven. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, some people would argue the case for Kane being deeper and all that type of stuff, but mm. realistically, he's not going to drop Jorginho. No. So, in terms of what Sari can play and would play, mm-hmm. that's our best eleven. Yeah. Um, slow start, wasn't it? I mean, I, it was. It, we took a while to get into the game, and then obviously the Drew goal. It was very scrappy, but mm. you know, after that, bloody hell! Yeah, we turned oh, it on, didn't I we? Mean, Postage stamp for the last second two finishes. That was it was ridiculous. Great you, stuff today. Yeah, I you know arguably yeah yesterday yeah arguably it was a the Callum's dynamism on the right wing that uh, that got the game going with the assist for Jira and that was a scrappy finish or whatever like you say but um it was him picking the ball up and you know taking people on and getting a cross in um so yeah well we can talk about player performances the goals and stuff but just just while we've sort of you mentioned how after that first goal, because it is it, if Chelsea don't score the first goal, we're, we're fucked. I think I think the only two occasions we've conceded the first goal and won this season. This might not be right. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard is the two Cardiff games, Cardiff at home and Cardiff away. We went a goal down and then we came back to win. I don't know if that stat's true, but if it is, it's pretty damn telling that. Um, 
we're, you know, once we've conceded first, we're screwed. So it's, it is like once we, if we score that goal and then we feel good, then Chelsea can be a good Chelsea, a good sorry side, you know. But um, if that goal doesn't come, you know, does that does that sort of speak to the coach's poor mentality thing? Do you buy into all that, Louis? I think it's a, a tough one. I, look, I, I think, look, for me, I, I, I'm sat on the fence with sorry. I'm, I'm not going to say in or out. I don't want to get too engaged with that debate just yet because it has only been a short period of time. Mm. Um, I think he... I, I saw you said uh, to Mark on uh, on Twitter earlier, saying, you know, you don't feel he could be the man that could lead us into the next season. No, but then again, but, but then I yeah. caveated that with, I can't see anyone doing it at the moment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly, that's yeah. the thing. Um, but it's, it's kind of... A, case of I, I think that the mentality thing comes or it stems from not actually winning a trophy and I think I think that's that, that's a big thing to, to counteract that though however for example he has come from the very bottom of Italian football all the way to the Premier League mm. so it's kind of a case of you know that there, there is a slight winning mentality there that there's, there's proof in the pudding that you know he has been able to do it and he succeeded and, and moved further forward yeah. I think that his stubbornness is what has what what could cost him? Genuinely, I, I just mm. think, I think. But the fact that he played, I think the point you made about Callum Hudson Odoi. I'm sorry, the fact that he made a start for England before he made a, played a start for his own club. Mm. It's embarrassing, mm. if anything. Like for, for for a Chelsea fan, you're sat there going, "Now we wanted to play for ages." Mm. He makes starts for England. Oh, but you know, according to sorry. Oh, I only watched him for 20 minutes, but he didn't look that good. No, you know, are you kidding I, me? Yeah, I saw something quite funny, like, um, before the early part of the international break when Sky Sports tweeted, like, um, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi gets, you know, senior England call-up, and then the most liked uh, comment on Twitter was an account saying, hopefully this will get him a call-up to the Chelsea team, you know? <laughs> you got you got to play your way through the senior England squad to get into your club team, which just seems literally backwards, doesn't it? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. I mean, he's performed well for Chelsea in Europe every single game he's played. Mm. Different level, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But, I mean, he comes on in the Premier League and he he has an influence on the game, and that's clear. Mm. From the Yeah. Off. Well, I think, right, this is what I think. I know, like, the fan, fan narrative and, like, sensationalism and stuff, they like... It could... We could look... This... <sighs> I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I'm also playing, like, looking at the whole situation pragmatically, right? I don't think Jose or Conte would have pulled Callum out of the academy and been like, yeah, play on my first team, just because of the kind of coaches they are. They they wanted, like, you know, you know what they're both like in terms of what they want from their board in terms of players. Um, Sorry did echo uh, in the press conference prior, I think prior to this game, that, that the one he said, yeah, he's going to play a lot of games you know in the future he's going to you know very soon he's going to be playing 80% of all Chelsea's games I want to remind people that in pre-season I was the one that insisted he gets put in the squad in the first team squad and I wanted to coach him and you know keep him near me and see if he could play and yes he's done better than I thought he was you know he's, he's progressed quicker and now I think he's ready now you could argue all of that in for me, if that was all natural and organic, I think, like, I don't know if I've chatted to you about this before, but I certainly have on the pod how if that was all natural, it'd be perfect. You'd be like, look, pre-season, oh, this kid looks like a wonder kid. He's won the World Cup for under-17s, whatever it is. Yeah, you know what? I want to train him with the first team. I'm going to give him some minutes in Europa. I'm even going to get him off the bench in the Premier League. And who knows, if it goes really well, 
I'll start him in a Premier League game. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe he would have been more inclined to start him in other circumstances. But And then, so if all, if all that was natural and organic, it would look like, oh, he's been handled perfectly and it looks like he's ready for the stage. But because it hasn't been organic, it's been forced by his camp a little bit. It's the Bayern Munich story. It's the headlines with the England team. It, it just makes Chelsea look shit. But, you know, there's a sort of pragmatic pragmatic school of thought that with these two like Willian and Pedro who've been at Cobham two weeks training for a game when he's been emotionally and physically drained from this England debut and the racism headlines and everything but Willian's just training on the game at home if I was the coach I'd kind of think all right well I'm gonna start like Willian do you know what I mean well, no I, I agree I, I would have started Pedro yesterday um when before before we saw the lineup obviously I was I'm really happy to see that he started the game because it's different and exciting yeah, yeah, but it's kind of a case of I thought you know if Pedro and Willian had the legs, I'd, mm. I'd have started Pedro. I'd put a die on the bench. Mm. I, I think Willian, he, he, I mean, great servant for Chelsea Football Club. Not a fan of how people are basically just bullying him all the, time, yeah. all the time. It's just it's us. Willian, shit, he's this, he's that, he's that. And they're like, hang on, like let's let's not forget he might not have scored that many goals he might not have got that many assists and I'm a big guy for primary statistics mm. but there's no doubt he's had an influence on Chelsea two of Chelsea Chelsea title winning seasons. yeah of course so I think, yeah you know it's a case that if people need to you know relax and just say mm. thank you very much but maybe you know move on yeah. rather than just going after his mum on Twitter or oh, all that's nonsense that's, that's, it's ridiculous yeah. and I, it annoys me but I mean I think Pe- Pe- Pedro would have been someone I started yesterday I brought Hudson Odoi on Interesting. You, you know, like I probably would have started Hudson Odoi because it's Brighton at home, and um, mm. and you know maybe the senior players, and there's something where you have to be a bit more defensive because you know they've proven Willian and Pedro. Then when when we beat you know City two nil, or we played better than them in the second half of the cup final, you know those kind of that's when we needed those senior, more canny players. Um, and then you know Brighton at home is when you can play Hudson Odoi for now, I mean, but. At the same time, though, at the same time, you know, Hudson Odoi came on in the cup final and ran City ragged. Yeah, but that was context as well. Like we we we'd done well, uh, and then you know it was it was a, it was a bit of a, a stick of dynamite to come on and just throw a spanner in the works. But it wasn't starting the the, the war like that. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah, a, no, I'm with like you. a sort I'm of structured you. battle without trying to make a weird metaphor. But um, yeah, man. So like for me. I'm really happy with his game time. What I think seems to be a bigger problem with Sari's football, and you know, and he, Sari's done himself no favors in with Callum. But after this game, there is a feel-good factor. He said Callum played really well. He joked about him missing an easy goal, and then he said, "No, he's a good boy. He needs to know he's not the best, and but he can be, and this way he'll progress." You know, I think that's the whole theory behind it. Like, don't tell him he's the, he's the shit hot now and the best thing there is. Because yeah. then he'll be less inclined to strive and push himself. And they say, that's what Hazard's apparently been saying to him. Like, there was an interview of Hazard. He said, no, no, you know, you're not the best, but you're good and you could be really good. So keep your feet on the ground. Don't, like, expect the world right now and just keep doing what you're doing that served you so well. And ultimately. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, ultimately, that's, that's done really well. But, but, so there is the feel good factor. And, you know, Sari's smiling in the, in the post match press and saying he's a good boy. And everyone, it all seems roses at the moment, but we'll see what happens after the West Ham and mm. stuff. Um, for me, though, Louis, fullbacks and midfield was Sari's biggest issue in being actually finishing charge chances or pushing through, breaking the lines, uh, taking players on, and not having the right fullbacks in Aspi and Alonso. But we played Emerson yesterday, who he got up and down. But it, for me, Ruben is the big 
changed the game changer in the approach of how we play. Him playing instead of a Kovacic or even a Barkley, who I see Barkley as a bit of a B-Tech Ruben. But he, um, the way he interchanges with the flair plays like Hudson Odoi, like Hazard, and the way he can just take people on, which is it's not that's like not really sorry ball, is it? I think maybe that's why he's reluctant to use him because when he's at the ball, he 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 doesn't do the triangular passing; he just sort of drives. Do you think he's the big difference when we've got him in? Hundred percent. He offers a sense of dynamism you don't get when you have the likes of Barkley and and yeah. uh, Kovacic playing. And I mm. think, to be honest, Sari needs to adapt his system. You can't, mm. you can't just sit there and go, right, we're just going to keep playing pretty triangles all the time because it mm. works. So it means it will work in England. Mm. Two very different leagues. People argue that Italy's a lot slower and all this type of stuff. I mean, yes, the argument is there. It is a bit slower. It is a lot more technical, but, you know, statistics and other So do marking in Italy. So the, the, so the passages of play are there. It's man yeah. to man in England. So you don't have the same channels. Exactly. And this, this, that's, that's exactly where you need to make the changes and I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek offers that you know he you can still have the pretty passes but you need to have someone who's going to burst away from their man and burst away from another man and create a, a pocket a space for someone to drop into to move the ball into for then someone else to make look, look for the one two to then make that triangle to then get the ball back to Ruben to then do it again it, mm. it's a cycle and we saw it against Brighton on that left hand side mm. yesterday and on, to, on the right as well obviously Hazard kept coming across on us to to work with uh, Hudson Odoi and Loftus Cheek to mm-hmm. almost create that triangle. Lovely, yeah. uh, and it, it was it was it was great. It was great stuff from us, and I think that you know we 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 it, it's it's developing. That mm. is our best eleven, hands yeah. down. Yeah, Every yeah, yeah. Premier League game, go for that. Mm. If we if, well, if we get to the semi-finals of the Europa League, I'm saying if because let's not forget Slavia Prague knocked out Sevilla. They did. That's correct. Yeah. So. It's kind of a point you, you, at this point as well, especially in the quarterfinals. Don't take anyone lightly. Mm. Um, you know, I think we, we kind of have to be ready to, and prepared to compete on both fronts. Mm. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but look for me, the Premier League has to take priority mm. um, as of right now because because of I'm, United maybe in Spurs form. Yeah, I mean exactly is that, and it's, we're only a point off. I think this is what people seem to be forgetting. Yes, I think I think is it Tottenham have a game in hand. Mm. But, you know, at the same time, even though the Europa League may be our easiest way to get to Europe in the in the, in the Champions League, I think, I think Napoli well, are better than us. Yeah, well, the, the theory is with the Europa League is there's five games left and we have to win five games. And say there's, what, there's eight games left in the league and the eight games in the league, almost all of them will be harder than every other than the four games leading up to the final in the Europa League. Do you know what I mean? The quality of the Premier League and the, the opposition that we've got left. Like, you know, Napoli are, are good, but we still got to go to Old Trafford and Anfield and, you know, play other teams that would probably give Napoli a run for their money on the yeah. day. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if you look at it in, theoretically, it's the easier run, but I, I hear oh, what yeah, you're saying. But that, I, 100% I agree. I agree it's the yeah. easier run, but yeah. at the same time, I think... We need to be competing on both. Mm. I think once once we get past Liverpool and Manchester United, that's when you can really look at it and go, do you know what? We can we need to make the call here yeah. because on, on paper we will get past Slavia Prague. Mm. We we play Liverpool in the game uh, in between the home and that the has to be the cup final. Anfield, yeah, Anfield. 100%. You know, if there's Chelsea players, Chelsea fans, the, you know, the coach will have to know that. Look, the, you, we could prevent a, a, a big rival from 
winning their first Premier League here in, the, in their own backyard. We need to take this super seriously, you know, and go for it. And if suddenly Chelsea, you know, if we beat Liverpool and Anfield, they don't win the league. We get top four and we won the Europa League. So say we won the trophy, a European, our, our second Europa League. Decent, you know, because so, Sari's first trophy gets that off his back, whether he's, yeah. stay, whether he's staying or not, let's just say. Um, top four in a league in a very, very competitive climate with a new coach and a sort of shit-changing squad. Say, like, you know, it doesn't look like United will get top four, so you're looking at them and stuff and where they're at to, to sort of make you feel a bit better. And, um, you know, stopping Liverpool from winning the Premier League. There's pluses. You know, I know there's context missing from, like, the middle of the league, but if we end the season, say, playing a more favoured eleven, Because you, you, you talked about um, his style of working or not working in the... Premier League. I reckon it's a personnel thing, so whether the style would change a little bit, but that 11 playing generally the way he wants with, like, you know, maybe Emerson being a quicker fullback or, or Loftus Cheek every now and again going, you know what, I'm just going to run at this player and see what happens. You know, do you know what I mean? So it's just a yeah. little twist. Um, it, it could work very well, but his, his like, meticulous. Uh, my way or the highway, sorry, ball, that seems to work a lot better in, in Europe. Rather oh than, yeah, yeah. So you know, we've like absolutely. If you look at our Euro- Europa League campaign, it's pretty, pretty immaculate. You know, in terms of mm. scoring loads of goals, conceding no goals, and you know, swapping loads and of players around. Who we played? This is this is this is what I mean. I mean, it's, it's with the, you raised the point earlier with Hudson Odoi, where he's saying, you know, it is the Europa League. You know, he is performing there, and it is you mm. know, but it is that competition. I mean, it's the kind. Of, but sorry, ball. Don't get me wrong. What Chelsea are playing at the minute. Is not Sari's style of football. It is, it no. is not. It is not the finished product. So no. when people are sitting there singing "fuck Sari ball," you know, check yourself because it's it it's not that style of play. Yeah, if and, we were playing, you'd be go, you'd be loving it up. <laughs> you know, if it was yeah, being executed. Yeah. No, well, who knows? We, we we could be, or it could might not still work. Yeah, that's so, you true. Know, I, I'm still. I'm. I'm. What's the word? I am. I'm not open to the concept, but I'm I'm keeping myself. You're agnostic. To yeah. It. So you're you're open yeah. to the beliefs provided this proven to you or whatever. Agnostic. Yeah. I'm, I'm, unlike a lot of Chelsea Twitter, I'm I'm not deciding to play uh, the Avengers Civil War. So it's kind of a case of. Well, like, I say you're you're either you know, um you're either a 14 year old FIFA player who's just, just Serismo season or whatever the fuck the Twitter handle is, or you're like. Uh, you know, a sixty-year-old Brexiteer who just wants a four-four-two, stick it up him sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, the four-four-two, stick it up him. That's how you got to play football. Look, as, as <laughs> I, I watched Mike Bassett, England manager, a couple of days ago. Okay, it gave yeah. me a lot of hope for how we playing our football. I'm joking, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a case of look. I think that there's the personnel thing's big, but with what we have, I think there's there still has to be the chopping and charging. Emerson, no doubt. Look for me, him and Alonso. He's the lesser of two evils. He's not this amazing. No, exactly. Fullback. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I think it'd be, it'd be he's serviceable, it'd be, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's he does a job. He does what he says on the tin. Simple as that. That's well, just just on that quickly, Louis. So I I've watched. Um, I've only been to a few league games this season, but I've been to quite a few cup games and Europa League games because um cheap tickets, frankly. Um, but uh, so I've seen a lot of Emerson. Um, and I remember actually oh, it might have been. It might have been the game when we beat Lampard's derby 3-2. So we weren't very good because we obviously conceded two goals. Um, but I remember the only person defending well and doing what they should do in the back four that day was Emerson. Um, he does know how to defend. He, he can like run quickly and he can sort of 
dribble a bit. But like mm. you say, he's not a world-class Chelsea left-back that you know we'd like to have. But when you compare him to someone who's so flawed systemically for this type of football in Alonso, in that fucking game against Cardiff, the amount of times he fucked up against Cardiff, I literally... I lost count, like whether it was just randomly kicking the ball out for a throw-in or crossing the ball out of play or just heading the ball out of play or failing to link up with Hazard or just missing shots. You just think, mate, what? Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it, so- was, it was when he, he did that thing he always does. As when, he, he thinks he's still playing left wing back. He goes all the way up the pitch mm. and he's walking. He's walking back. Mm. But then for some reason he's decided to go on the inside of Hazard mm. and almost become another centre forward. You're like, Hazard well, hates that as well. He, yeah, he, exactly. Yeah. Hazard's that guy, I want to give you the ball so I can do a one-two. Just get in the right fucking yeah, place. Yeah. You can tell he's like, he just... He's losing his losing his head, like, and he what, panics because he's because, like you say, he has walked up the pitch and he's like, oh yeah, there's you know not fucking three centre backs or you know the three mids that's sitting behind me and wider or something like he was mm. before. So, so you're yeah, right. it's, it's it's a case of look for me. I think with the transfer ban as well, it's a perfect opportunity to see some someone blooded. And I think Alonso, no doubt, again, another player that's been a fantastic servant for Chelsea. He's won two trophies with us. Mm. You know, he's, he's he's done what he's, he's he was there to do. Let's not forget he's done some amazing stuff. Like we, we double our, if we sold him today, we'd double our money. Easy. 100%. You know, and like, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and we'd have and we'd have a Premier League and an FA Cup for, for two two and a years, or we'll see what happens this year, you know. You'd be like, thank you very much, mate. You know, exactly. we bought you for like £22 million over the fuck it was from... For a left wing back, revolutionised the Premier League for the time, scored shitloads of goals, you know, went downhill the second season, still won the FA Cup. But, you know, someone will buy you. I think he might have signed a new contract after. Did he sign a new contract after we won the league? Five year deal, he signed a new contract. Yeah, so we'd sell him, we'd flip him for like, even if it's out of the Premier League to Europe, we could probably get him 45 mil for him, 40 mil. Mm, maybe, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say closer to 30, 35, maybe pushing 40. Okay, well, maybe 40. Um, because, yeah. you know, the Spanish clubs, if if there was a European a European big club that played a week, like a Juventus there, that, but I think they play a lot of um, 4-3-3 now as well. But say if it was a Juventus or... Because I think he uh, speaks Italian and stuff. A, a big club like that, they say, we want, we want a good... We need a goal for it, left wing back. You, you, that's when you'd be like forty million onwards. You know what I mean? Because they'd look at him yeah. and they'd be like, right, well, we've seen what you can do. This is this is exactly what you want. You in this league would tear it up, and we, you know, we could happily have you for five years or whatever, four years. Mm. Well, I mean, it's a perfect opportunity if if, if we did flip Marcus Alonso. Great stuff. There's the revenue there. Mm. With a transfer ban, you can't exactly spend it. So I'd say put that in a little war chest. So when we aren't in a transfer ban, we can go, right, mm. there you go, mate. Off you go. Go get you want. Yeah. And yeah. Then and then, but but then, then, you know, you could maybe have bring Reese James back. At, yeah. Jada Silva. So Reese James. I, but, you know, as PK, he can play both uh, fullback sides well, as well. For me, if, if, you had, if you had Emerson, Aspie, Reese James and Jada Silva, I'd be happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, and obviously, I'm looking at this from a transfer ban perspective. If we didn't have a transfer ban, I would get that 40 million from Alonso and go, Ben Chill, welcome to Chelsea. Thank oh, you very much. Yeah, nice. lovely. Very, I love some of that. Yeah, very um, nice. that'd be very nice. All right, so let's just, Louis, let's, because um, I want to, part one won't go on for that much longer. So I want to talk about the Brighton game a little bit more. Mm. Um, I didn't hear any anti sorry chance that game because I think he did himself a big favour with the lineup. Do you think that lineup. I mean, it's a, he he's he's sorry isn't on Twitter, 
you know, like, and he's not going to read the newspapers or give a She's that kind of guy that really doesn't give a fuck to his credit or to his, you know, does himself no favours with it. He is very honest and he's just like, Meh, I'm here to do my job. I want to do what I want to do sort of thing. Mm. Do you reckon someone got in his ear when, look, if you start Emerson, Christensen, uh, Hudson-Odoi and Loftus-Cheek and Giroud instead of Higuain, you know, you, you the fans would be on your side before you've even started a bit more. Do you reckon there's a touch of that? Because that was the perfect, that was like the lineup, wasn't it? I think he was, I think that's just because he got out of playing Brighton. I think that uh, we could uh, try something new. Uh, they're not very good away from home. Okay, so, so I, I thought you were, I thought you were of Italian heritage, and you've just turned into a fucking Russian. <laughs> no, no, no. Russian's very different. Russian. <laughs> I think Roman uh, Abramovich <laughs> made good decision. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, it just sounds really depressed all the time. Okay. You can make him sound Anglo, uh, Anglo Italian. Yeah. So you got to make sure you talk like this. Don't you just well, add an a, don't you just add an A against everything? Like hello, uh, I don't know uh, what I am uh, doing. Uh. It's a bit like. Hector Bellerin sounds a bit like an Anglo-Italian. Me, but Hector Bellerin's accent is fucked H- up. You think Speedy Gonzalez is going down the right-hand side, but they're going, oh, you're out, mate. Let's get a ball down here. Yeah, but he's like, he's like a rude boy, isn't he? He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like a, he, he came to Arsenal when he was like 14 or something. So he grew up in a really impressionable age around London boys, yeah, and he's like, yo, what are you saying, bro? Yeah, but that's sort of that Spanish accent, you know? It's kind of really weird. <laughs> he's like, have you, have you seen that film Another Hood? No, I don't think so. There's a film where it's a Spanish exchange student goes and lives in, um, like, Adam Deacon. It's like it's like a Mickey take of kidhood and stuff. Oh, okay. like Adam Deacon. It's the main par- character parody. Yeah, and he has, he has the, um, and he's like a Spanish exchange student that comes over. By the end of the film, he sounds like Bellerin. It's quite funny. It's trust me. It's like I watched it. And went well. That's what happened to Hector Bellerin then when he the, came when he came to the UK. Yeah. Well, listener, if you want to know what Hector Bellerin looks like, go on YouTube and it will it will mess with your head. Um. So yeah, where so are we at? We're talking yeah, about the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 like, it's, yeah. So like, he um. I think yeah. He def- someone definitely got in his ear and said yeah. yeah I think it maybe did this ago. It's mm. so, like, a bit of a PR. You know, a bit of a PR, yeah, I reckon maybe a bit of that. And he's got, he was all smiles post-match pressure as well. So he must be looking at, uh, yeah, good fans were cheering. They're, they're like, you know, he's not, they're not going to be singing Sari's name. Let's, let's, you know, let's be get right. But they were singing about Chelsea and there was no, we won Sari out. There was no fuck Sari ball. There was just a good lineup. You know, Hudson Adoy and uh, Loftus Cheek did that post-match interview with Sky Sports and they spoke very, very well. They had a bit of fun with each other. But then Ruben came out and said, you know, we've both been at the club since we're eight. We've, this is what we've been training and working our whole lives for. It's a very proud moment for us and it's a very proud moment for Chelsea Academy. Like that, you know, the, the, the Chelsea representatives behind the camera will be smiling and nodding their heads like, well you, you, done, you, you, yeah, well done lad. Said, head of Chelsea PR. Try and, yes. Yeah, yeah. He'll have to go relieve himself after that, mate. Like you after your dissertation. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Probably. Boy done good. Boy yes. done good. <laughs> well done, son. Um, turn around and go, can I get a five-year deal now, please, and regular yeah. football? Ah, uh, we'll get back to you. Tell you what, if this um, if this uh, band does come in, I reckon we'll see a few new contracts signing up. Even if um, you know Hazard does go, we've talked about. I've talked about this with every fucking guest on the show. Um, you know he looks happy as Larry at the moment. So he just he just doesn't look like a player that's going to Spain in the summer, does he? But um, you know happy as Larry. But I reckon you know probably. I think touch wood. I think there's a chance we could convince Hudson Odoi to stay. You know, sign a new contract, a lucrative contract. 
I don't know when Ruben last signed, but you know if he's going to be starting pretty much a lot now, you'd you'd imagine maybe he with the transfer ban and how he's become more and more of a face for Chelsea, he'd have to be pending a new contract, surely. Ruben off to cheek. Yeah, I, th- I think Loftus Love- Cheek would definitely sign a new contract. Mm. If Hazard leaves, I think Hudson Doyle will sign a new contract. If mm. Hazard doesn't leave, or if one, or one of Pedro and William don't leave, I can't see Hudson Doyle signing a new contract mm. as it stands currently. Um, obviously, well, maybe, I, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a glass half empty type, type of guy, so I'm kind Clearly. of. A bit, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a bit worried. I mean, I think Ruben will sign. I'm a bit. I was chatting to someone before the game yesterday. Uh, seemed to know a, a bit about the players, and he's explained how um. How uh, low it wasn't, you know, he went to Palace because it was close and stuff, but a lot of big, big teams wanted Loftus Cheek, like including teams like Liverpool and stuff. They, they Chelsea, and he would, I feel like he would have gone because he would have seen opportunity there, but the club were like, no, 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 sort of thing, like you can't have him, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll send him down the road to Palace to like to get him a little bit um, worn in. But you know, hopefully, if 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 Loftus Cheek signs a new contract, I'll be very happy with that. Um, oh yeah, 100%. yeah. What? Anything else of the game that 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 you want to you know talk about two, that you noticed? Two superb finishes. Uh, yeah, a, an much. Uber for uh, Shane Duffy and a taxi for Lewis Dunk. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, look, I think it was a result which we needed, and mm. hopefully we can build on it. That's the thing which uh, which scares me because I'm there going right. We've we've done this game. Mm. That's brilliant. That's three points, right? Do the same against West Ham, yeah. please, lads. Come on, let's get three yeah. points. Well, we, there. We'll, and, get on, uh, we'll get on to them part two. Um, it, it also has some great photos from like you know the, the club photographer, who the fuck, the journals or whatever. There's like a uh, at least one photo of you know Hazard, Hudson Odoi, and um, Loftus Cheek. Is a photo of them each like taking on like four Brighton defenders like dribbling and stuff, and he, that's what you want to see, you know. Mm. Um, all right, man. Well, that was all, all smiles generally. Uh, the coach seemed to have done himself no harm. The lovely score line, maybe could have scored even more. Good lineup, good night. Had a few beers. Uh, generally, all smiles, mate. So, in part two, I'm going to wrap up this part, and in part two, we will um, look ahead to West Ham. Welcome back to part two of Yannick on Chelsea. I'm still here with Louis Beneventi of 100% Chelsea. Uh, we've just been chatting. Well, we've yeah, we've been chatting and laughing and having good times about the Brighton game and, uh, you know, Louis relieving himself all over the gaff about dissertations and, and goals and all the other stuff he's into. Um, but uh, with Chelsea, you, you don't really know how it's gonna go <laughs> no exactly <laughs> you know, so so on that let's talk about West Ham that's our next game fortunately it's at home and we seem to just be way better at home I, you know it's weird like I'm more confident well not confident I'm, I'm more confident we'll hold a good account of ourselves away at say like Anfield than away at like <clears throat> the the King Power or something. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah, Chelsea no, feel will go. Yeah. yeah, we'll go to Anfield and we'll try and do something. And there'll be a lot of respect and intensity and concentration, and then we'll just fuck ourselves over in a mid-table, you know, still good side or what, you know, away side, go away rather, and and we won't we won't play well. So it, if it was West Ham away, I'd be like, oh bloody hell, just because it's just typical Chelsea screw things up, but. Should we be okay at home against West Ham? What's their form? Do you do you know what their form was like? Uh, I'm, I'm just having a look, a little look at it now. 
Yeah. Obviously, they, I think oh no, they lost their last game, I think. That was the, that was the Cardiff. Uh, oh yeah. No, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, so, right, I've got it here. So, Go uh, oh, no, they, they lost 2-0 to Everton. Yeah, so did we, though, so we got that in common. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they lost at home 2-0 to Everton. So uh, that means they're, they're due a 2 0 away win at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're looking at their away form, I mean, they won against Cardiff. They uh, drew a Palace, lost to City, uh, and then yeah. lost 3 0 to Wolves, lost 4 2 to Wimbledon in the Cup. Oh no! I, I think I think Arnautovic hasn't scored as well since he's his head's been turned by China. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? They have, they've only won like two, uh, one or two. That's since the turn of the year. I know that's supposed to make me feel better. <laughs> For some reason, it doesn't. No, um, it's West Ham though, and they'll just turn up because it's us. So, yeah. You know, we're a better side than you. We got more street. Um, I mean, West Ham, one, mate. One, one FA Cup in like thirty years. Okay, all right, lads, we'll let you have that one. Yeah, anyway. we won the playoff final. You've not won that yet because not been down there. Yeah, uh, genuine conversation as well. Actually, I've had with a West Ham fan. They, th- they brought the playoff final in as an actual argument. Oh man! Well, there you go. You got. You got. Hold on to what you got. I suppose. Um, <laughs> so yes, and now it's not in form. So the the, the inner pessimist would want to say, yeah, well, he'll score tomorrow. But I feel like he's at home. If we play a similar, I mean. You know, what, Thursday, Friday, they have a few days rest with that, that lineup. But would, would Egwene expect to, you know, he's like, look, mate, I'm like a big January signing. I know you, Giroud played then, but you got to play me now, you know? Yeah, but the English defenders are all too difficult for me. I, I can't do it. I don't uh, like it. That, oh. I, feel that's, I know he came out and said some shit, but I still felt a little bit unfair for you. If you compare Morata, who was just literally flop, he, he had the petulance of bad Costa, but he was just flop all over the gaff. The thing is with Egwene. He's come out and he's like, oh yeah, it's it's more difficult because English defenders. But if he has he once like dived or has he once like he gets up as soon as he's fouled, you know, I feel like he deserves a little bit of props. Don't oh. get don't get me wrong, I'd prefer Giroud, but I'm just trying to like you know fight his corner a little bit. I you know I, I I agree. Yeah, he 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 deserves a little bit of props, but it's a good job he's a loan signing, not a permanent one. Oh yeah, I don't want to say. buy him. It's sad really because he was he is like one of world football's elite strikers you know if you look at where he stands and like the company he keeps with his record and it's not just in like you know Syria it's Real Madrid as well and two different sides in Syria you know if you discount Milan yeah no yeah I agree so it's you know I I always kind of liked watching him and I thought oh so that'd be lovely to have him at Chelsea a bit too late but I was saying yes because he's fucking old but I was thinking well I think he's a year younger than Giroud (laughs) um, so then you you know We've, if we haven't got very exciting dynamic like options at the moment um you want someone to look to in their like mid you want like a sort of harry kane even if it's not like you know harry kane might be like the most desirable striker in europe at the moment for one reason or another because he's like a great finisher but i feel like his game's developed so much in terms of how he drops deep and plays like playmaking balls and stuff now and you know yeah. lays balls off and glancing hits and headers and stuff but you want like not a super someone like a superstar like Hazard, but you're like Chelsea's number nine. It needs to be like some sort of semi hot shot attitude, even if it's not like a non speaking raging Diego Costa. If it's someone who's just a little bit of like a ego on them, or you know, I, I wouldn't want a Cardi because I feel like he's he's quite a destructive character. 
But um, he, he just, he'd, 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 be, he'd do what uh, John Terry did to Wayne Bridges' misses, but uh, you know he'd do it on a much higher scale. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm talking literally every single woman in that dressing room would have to be scared, be scared of him. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. it, all the all the players be like, right, listen, there's a there's a wives and and husbands party or whatever at, uh, at the Acardi's house, mm. uh, guys. I think we'll give it a miss. Yeah, we'll I read just, that. We'll I read miss. it. Go on. No, that, that, was the, that was the end of the chapter. Oh, okay, well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I, I, I read the uh, someone tweeted the thread about Icardi and Wanda and all, the, all this story and stuff anyway. But, you know, you want like a sort of 24-year-old striker that generally starts every game and then, you know, you have someone like a Giru that comes on and scores a yeah. goal and looks good and looks has a lovely time and still starts for France. He'll, he'll be the starting striker for France in the Euros, I think. I still I genuinely think that still. He'll be the starting striker for France as long as Didier Deschamps is in charge. I don't yeah. care. He could be thinking be 65 years old Giroud and he's going to be stopped for he loves him he just doesn't he, you know, he won't touch Benzema he doesn't even call him up um, you'd think Lacazette should be like the obvious choice in terms of a number 9 who's decent you know he's good as a good striker but but you know he could he was playing Bappe down the middle and he wants because his wingers are so valuable his wingers are like all like inverted forwards like Griezmann and Mbappe because they're so much more important than say a Lacazette He'd rather have the nine to aid them, and Lacazette's mm. not going to aid them. Giroud's yeah. going to aid their like Galactico superstar yeah. level players. So, um, you know, it's... I think I, I, I like how industrious Giroud is. I mm. think the, the one thing I watched the video he did on Copper Ninety. Mm. Um, it was the one where it was it was, uh, it was him and Nacho Morreale mm. and they're controlling David Vianic and um, and Timzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or that old poet in Timsey. Mm. And he was kind of sat there and he was saying, like, you know, you've always got to do this shit that people don't see. Mm. And ever since I watched that video, I think I watched that in like November, December, mm. um, I've just been watching him whenever he's been on the pitch and just noticing all the little things he does. He doesn't and need I, to be touching the ball, does he? No, exactly. This is the thing. Like, when people are sitting there saying, he's rubbish, he's this, he's that. And, no, he's, he, yeah, he's no world class centre forward. Mm. But tell you what, he is a world class player. Great mentality, great great leadership skills, Mm. good player, good on the ball, acrobatic, can do everything. Strong, doesn't take any shit. Yeah, exactly. He's a canny operator. He might not be scoring the goals of a world class player. Exactly. He might not be scoring all the goals of a world class player, but he has all the attributes. Well, I tell you what, if you look look at his showreel, he looks like fucking better than Messi if you look at his goals. But, mate, if I I could put a showreel together, some of the stuff I've done in my career, I'd look better than Messi. Yeah, I know. But you you know what I mean? Like spinning ninja kicks, scorpion kicks, and like all sorts of shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's unreal. He's unreal. Like you say, it is the stuff he does off the ball and stuff. Like that game where he scored, I know it was again against Farmers. Was it Kiev when he scored his hat trick and got an assist? But he got, he he scored a perfect hat trick, got an assist, and I think he'd completed 12 passes. (laughs) He's thinking like just occupying the right space and then going in the right place at the right time. Lovely. I know again, it's, it's all with Chelsea this season when we do well. It's, it, it requires context because you go, oh yeah, but look who we're playing against. But I feel like at the moment, in terms of our shift in development, we we have to not always, you know, write off performances against weaker opposition because we need to take positives from those now and be like, you know what, we are in a danger of slipping out of the sort of echelons of that sort of tier we were in, you know, like just around 2012, won the Champions League, you know, even up to 2000. When we won, not the, not not the last Premier League, but maybe the one before that with Jose before we, before the tenth season, that was still relatively fresh after the Champions League, and 
you know, we won our fourth Premier League. We're definitely an elite super club in Europe. And, mm. you know, we there's a danger of us sort of slipping out of that top, top tier, really. And I feel like fans need to understand that that might be a necessary evil for a, for a year or two until the, the owner knows what he's doing, until the structure's fixed, until we have a potential ban lifted, <laughs> you know what I mean? A sort yeah. Of, a sort of dose of reality. But um, I want to ask you something. Uh, so say this ban does come in, um, and we've both sort of agreed we don't necessarily want Higuain to stay. Say... Murat is doing well again, but I don't think he wants to come to Chelsea. Um, no, no, I, I, and no. the fans wouldn't want him back, would they? They, they move on, move yeah. on, We're not move on. Like... Okay, okay, all right. So, <laughs> all right. So, say we keep Giroud for like another twelve months, uh, yeah. just to have around the club, because I think no one, no one would grumble at that. Um, who would you bring back, Abraham or Batshuayi? Both, both. So three, have three strikers again. I'd have, I'd have three strikers. Um, I mean, I think Giroud would be, I think, content if you if you knew if you said to him. You're going to be, you know, the guy that's going to help nurture these players. You're going to be you know, more of a a presence around the club mm. rather than a, you know, guaranteed start. I think yeah. Giroud, as a 31 year old, can 100k a week know, for another year living in London. Yeah, and it's, you know, and you, I think he'll be there going, yeah, all right, fair enough, because he's still going to be being pit for France, to be honest. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and his wife, I think his wife and stuff, want to stay in London. So if he's getting a good wage for another year to stay in London, they probably just take it. Yeah. So do that, and I think I think Tammy Abraham, I'd have a second choice. I think look, neither him nor Mitchie are, you know, world beaters. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're going to be there. And be like, oh, look at this! It's amazing stuff. I think Mitchie's link-up play, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's as physical presence as, as he could be, but at the same time, the biggest thing we're lacking at the minute is just someone in the box when we go for all these pullbacks just to put the ball away. That's mm-hmm. what Mitchie Pride does. That is that is his bread and butter. He's yeah. he's a fox, fox, fox in the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd keep him um, going into midfield. I think Mason Mount probably needs another stint on loan. Yeah, Somewhere I agree. Up. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Definitely get season, especially while we're really feeling out Barkley. And, you know, if Kovacic goes, but we we need to yeah. feed out Barkley and Ruben and be like, oh, you know, is Barkley going to stay here? Are we going to flip him for double, triple the money? I see. If 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 we got well, we're not going to sign Kovacic. No. I would be intrigued in seeing what Van Dienkel can do. Intrigued being the key word there. Yeah, that's been like a theme for a while, there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, that. I'm, I'm actually a bit disappointed in. Um, is it? Is how do you say his name? Pasilic or Pasilic? Pasilic. Yeah. yeah. Is he? He's in the squad, isn't he? Is he in the squad? No, he's, no, he he's, um, he's on loan. I think. He's, is it Sparta Prague at the minute? Oh it, no, I'm thinking of um, the Brazilian. Was that Fulham? What's his fucking name? Anyway. You know, the, the, what, was the, what was the guy who was at Fulham? He's, he's actually... Oh, uh, Piazon. Piazon, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's never going to play Chelsea. Is he... Yeah, yeah he's still on loan. Uh, no, he's at Chelsea. No, no, Pasilek. Oh, Pasilek, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've, I've kind of... I've glazed over uh, mm. um, Lucas Piazon because I don't think he's ever going to play for Chelsea. No, no, no. I think no. he'd be in the club, but he's, he's done. He's done. Um, in terms of what else... Well, Mason Mount's the big one, isn't it? Because, um, but I, I'm with you. Like, when his absence for Derby proved to be, you know, huge. Like when he came back, he was man of the match or something, wasn't he? Or didn't he get like a goal and assist? And the, the dynamic of the team was way better, and they won six one or five one or something. Something ridiculous. You know, so he's he's a player. But like I said, if we've got this midfield three and we're, we're feeling out between Barkley and Ruben and Kante and Georgina and if Ampadu does sort of sneak back into the midfield for a bit or I don't know I feel like 
Mason Mount's twelve. How is he twenty nineteen? Mason Mount is 19, I believe. Yeah, so exactly. He could have another wicked season playing first-team starting football, then come in and do pretty much the same. Um, I'll, I'll just just quickly on what you said with Tammy and Mishy. I feel like, yeah, it keeps Jury around, you know, when you need, like, when Hazard to be definitely linking up well plays Jury. But I feel like what we've done the last sort of couple of years under Conte and Sari, how they've literally just gone, am I starting Morata or am I starting Giroud? Am I starting Iguain or am I starting Giroud? You know, how they, that really was seemed to be a meritocracy a little bit, you know. Mm. Um, maybe you could do that with Mishi and Tammy. So that you're playing in here, you're playing in here, whoever plays better gets the prem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you could do, but I, I'm I'm a man of safety nets. I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm kind of looking at it as if, you know, if one of them was to get injured, we're a bit, we're a bit screwed. Mm. Um, so I, I think Giroud, that's why I think Giroud hanging around the club as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I agree. Free strikers. I mean, it's nothing wrong with having free bloody strikers, is there? No, I mean, I think most top sides, I mean, City well, They got... used to, they used to. But I, I'm thinking, like you say, City, it is uh, Jesus and Aguero. And Liverpool, it is Firmino and Origi. Because is Sturridge even there now? Sturridge still there. Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah, but he just he's third choice after Origi, I think. You just don't see it. He's playing Origi yeah. now. So there is three. I mean we Chelsea always used to generally have three, didn't we? Mm, yeah. So I think I think it's it's definitely an option to to consider. Mm. Um I think but I think yeah, in terms of that yeah. I think Tammy Tammy needs some developing. I was speaking to Nini the other day and he was talking about, you know, uh, an interview that John Terry did where he was basically saying, you know, whenever you play against Tammy Abraham, it's a bit like it is the physicality of Costa mm. and the and the presence of I think he, it's something like uh, and and uh, uh, almost the way he was talking about him was, you know, he's, he's definitely someone every time he's always going to be a handful. And I think mm. that's what's important. And and there's no doubt. I remember that the 15 16 season when he played a couple of games towards the back end of the season. Mm. He looked sharp, he looked good. Um, he just doesn't seem like a sorry striker at all. He's a little bit clumsy no, sometimes. He he's, a little, he's, a, he's just wicked. If he, he'll always be in the box ready to poach. And literally, he'll yeah. tap, he's like he'll be the tap-in king, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But um, we're not looking for that at the moment, are we? Like, uh, I feel like if you put him in in Sari's team, he'd be like, "You're exactly what I don't want in, in a striker." But um, mm. but you know, we might not have Sari. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I think, just... I think this, this is where I think this, this transfer ban is where Sari's going to have to mm. be really tested. And if Sari can really come to the fore and say. Right, I'm gonna to have to adapt my system here. Rather than being a stubborn old man, hmm. then you know we can we can be seeing something very different. But, Four you know, two three it's, it's one, all... and you know give Tammy some poaching chances. But one yeah. one one like Reese James does seem like no every coach would be happy to have Reese James, including Sari and how Sari wants to play. Would you would you definitely bring him back to be number two right back for next yeah. season? I'd bring Reese James back. I, maybe not a hundred percent. I I personally think you know. Yeah, he's done well for Wigan, but you know we have to remember this is the championship. I mm-hmm. think this is one thing which a lot of people always forget. You know, there's, I mean, Scott makes this point to me quite a lot. Uh, Pookie at Norwich, you know, he's he's banging him in at the minute, but people seem to forget what it was like in Scotland for for Celtic, and I think he played in the Premier League as well. I think, and he, he was just awful. So it's kind of a case of you know we have to be very careful, and I, I just want him to develop. This is the thing I don't want to like put him up in light straight away going oh yeah he's he's a baller he's amazing he's this he's that and mm. then you know it all to all fall flat mm. um i think that you know it's kind of a case of uh you know i really want to consider it was considered option i think the thing for me about reese james and i had this conversation with someone yesterday the fact he's playing everywhere 
and you know he's he's basically just doing everything that we're going to need. It's it's going to be a very odd 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 answer I'm going to give you here. So just, just let me explain it before I say it. <laughs> Go on. He could be our James Milner. No. So, <laughs> what good he, on social media? <laughs> <laughs> now hear me out. So. You know how we every good team has a player which does all the dog work. Utility man. Does well, yeah, utility man, but not just utility man, but just someone who's like literally. You have a there's, there's a guy who you know week in week out will give you a seven out of ten who's just solid and does just all the dirty work. Doesn't get rattled either. Exactly, we don't have that at the minute. Mm. Yeah, he, he James Milner is so fucking good, man. Like he, I always laugh because I listen to podcasts when people always refer to him as looking like a farm hand. Do you know what I mean? Like some guy that lives on the farm and helps <laughs> out and doesn't really like know how to read or write or anything. But um, yeah. he, because he's played every position, like you said. If there's an instance in a game where like, it doesn't even have to be an injury or where someone a certain position gets fucked up, or if there's like a player like like someone's advanced into a space to attack the space and receive the ball he'll he'll tuck into the the space that's been left regardless to what and he'll and he'll activate his playing style to that position it's not like oh i'm just gonna stand in this gap and be shit at what this gap demands from a position he knows what to do in that position exactly so, yeah so and that's that you know we we don't have any of that really you know the only thing we've, we've got is like still even though he's up the field as Kante he can run all over the pitch and he can tackle you know and stuff but generally we don't you're like you're very you're right in saying we do not have that player you know we've got Aspi that used to be quite a sort of utility left back right back or right centre back but I think the sun is set on his better days and uh, the, the system is failing him in terms of his, his skill set a little bit so, you know, if this band comes and we do get, say, a Reese James back or someone just a bit more dynamic as a right back and Alonso, you know, sorry, would have to swallow his pride if we were to, like, sell Alonso or drop him. If he's, in his words, the best left back in Europe. And, you know, there's got to be a lot of... The thing is, I've I've said this on the pod before, he might be stubborn, sorry, but he is honest. He's really, really honest. And he shouldn't... He's been in the game a long time, which is fair enough. If you've been doing a job for, like, 40 years, even if it's not in the, the, the eye of everyone else, if it's, like, a trade that you've applied for X amount of time, you sort of, like, you know, I've done this for a long time, mate. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's yeah. not this... You know, it's, imagine if you, like, made shoes for fucking 40 years, but, like, finally you're making shoes for someone rich with, like, rich materials... You don't want anyone to talk down with you because you know this has been your life. Do you know what I mean? But he still, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have the ego of a big trophy winning manager like Conte or Jose because I've said this a few times, this is the biggest job he will ever have, sorry. Oh, you know? yeah. You know, unless he wins the Europa League this season and then next season he wins the treble with us but then doesn't extend his contract. He might get a two years at like... Real Madrid or so I don't know do you know what I mean like it's it, it literally a 10 million to one chance of, of extreme circumstances but generally this is the best job he will ever have mm. um so he's got no reason to like play the pride card play the ego card you know um maybe a little bit that's what we saw a little bit with that lineup yesterday you know a lot of people are of the before before that game yesterday Louis I was listening to podcasts and you know, broadcasts of people talking about football in Chelsea and people were saying, can Sari win back the fans? Because, you know, even when we went one down to Cardiff, all the fans turned on him and then they just stopped 
turning on him because we won. It didn't mean they changed their opinion on Sarri. It just mean, well, the team's come back, you know, obviously by a goal that was a postcode offside, but we didn't give a shit about that. And, you know, a nice academy w- boy winner. So there was a feel-good factor at the end, but no one, like, forgave Sarri for that. And then there was people talking, can Sarri come back from this? Can Sarri come back from this? And the sort of rese- renowned, like, re- the the biggest sort of percentage of people like well no he can't not after this uh, you know not after people are singing that but can he come back Louis if he does this like if he does this kind of like line up again if we get in the top four if will the fans forgive him and be patient with him for another season or how do you feel I, I, I am I, although I, I run a fan channel I am by no means the voice of the fans I'm not gonna hmm. sit here and say you know, everyone's no well I'm asking you as way. a Chelsea fan who knows Assuming, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no
if if we did something like that, but it was a really high pace electric electric game, like it was the first leg. But then we do a last minute winner rather than conceding a last minute equaliser. Then you know Liverpool can't win the league. You know suddenly there'll be people will be thinking oh, they'll just you know they might stop chanting fuck sorry ball but they might just be a bit more quieter and then you know who knows yeah if, I'll tell you what if we get if we either get into Europe get into, sorry I keep trying to get into Europe uh, if we get into the Champions League mm. by winning the Europa League or if we get top four we stop Liverpool from winning the league mm. I think no one has a leg to stand on mm. that is that is what we aim for at the beginning of the season mm. anyone that was aiming for us to win the Premier League show off the bat is deluded quite yeah. frankly and uh, and if say you know and if the two teams that don't get in the top four are say like Tottenham which you know uh-huh. that, that would be great for the for Chelsea fans to see them in their new stadium and you know Man United which just goes to show even like the biggest club in England right now are having you know all sorts of trouble so just hopefully at the end of the season people sit down take a deep breath look at the table look at how everyone did and they'll be like you know what Fair play. It's pointless getting another coach in now. He's done some good stuff. Um, probably transfer bans. So, <laughs> you know, I think the trans the transfer ban where the real test is going to be. I think mm. if, tell you, if, we, if we, I'm saying no one will moan, I think a lot of people go into my position and be sort of, sort of like, right, well, he's done that now. Mm. Let's see what we can do with the trans- this transfer ban. Mm. Um, I tell you what, if he if he does a job with the transfer ban, if he brings in the players, we're playing good football. Brilliant. If he can't do it because his his style's too niche, it just simply doesn't work. Look, wrong time. Mm. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. Yeah. That is when I would go. Dependent on how he's doing, I go right, Frank. Well, it would have yeah, to. Look. It would have to be Frank and Jody. Yeah. It would, it would literally. If we're banned, um, any high tier manager wants some players because they like, I play a certain style of football. I think Chelsea have got quality, but, you know, Chelsea have got ageing quality, you and me know. They don't know yeah. the academy backwards. You know, Sarri will know the younger players better now than a randomer, even if that's not by much by anyone's standards. Um, it would, the, it would, if they're like, fuck, right, we're banned for two windows. We need to be a top four team. It would, ha- who knows the kids? It would have to be Jody and Frank. But for me, that's still a big risk, and that's not. And that's the, you know, they they might be very happy with themselves if they finish eighth in the Premier League with kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm, I think, I, I think to be honest, it would kind of be. It's, I, I agree with what you're saying, where you'd be, you'd be worried about that. But you know, like you were saying earlier as well, you have to take those steps backwards sometimes to make those steps forward. Mm. And I think, look, I'd rather have. Frank Lampard and Johnny Morris come into the side and I think the biggest thing that needs to happen there would have to be a lot of transparency with the fans mm-hmm. straight off the bat and say, look, I don't think we'll get top four this year. This is why. Bang, mm. bang, 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 bang. First time However, for everything, yeah. yeah. It'd be nice, but it'd be a first time. For... It is, but I, th- I think with Frank Lampard, I think that'd be something that could, could work out because his name carries weight and I think it'd be kind of a case of us all taking a step back and kind of right, okay, well, these we're not going to have have these ridiculous expectations for the season and if he brings through some players that understand the system uh, and how he wants to play if he has players which means that he can build a spine that mm. means that he can build a philosophy mm. if it means that we have to use those youth players and these players understand the system and build from there then so be it mm. in, to be honest he'd only have one win one if, if we were to sack him sorry mid-season and bring in Frank Lampard they'd only have one window mm. without a transfer ban so to be honest it'd be kind of a case of going Fine, all right. Let's let's just go with it. Let's just see what happens. Let's get where we can. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel that. But, yeah, I was going to say like everything that you've said in theory is great, and I'm with you. But 
for me, getting Frank in is like the ace up the sleeve for Chelsea. It's yeah. bringing back the it's, it's not you know it, this is not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or Di Matteo who were like you know Di Matteo is a Chelsea legend you know Solskjaer's scored a big goal um, they came in did well you know and it doesn't break my heart that Di Matteo got sacked if 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 Frank Lampard comes in he's like the one do you know what I mean he's the ace of the sleeve like this really yeah. intelligent young man who's an absolute titan of the game and he's proper Chelsea and he's like the goal machine midfielder and he's cool and he's, you know, he's ours. And if we come in and fuck him up, <laughs> for me, that, this, that this is the, thing. the risk this is, is where, so high. The risk is high. It's because it's Chelsea that people sit there going, they'll just sack him. I reckon the Chelsea board, I've already looked at it and I've got to tell you what, if we bring him in, we can't just sack him, can no, we? No, no. Well, that's what I mean. But what, what I was going to say, like, Louis, is that, like, I'd almost want Chelsea to have, have know what's going on with Roman no, get a sort of te- technical director or football director and say, look, this is our plan for the next 10 years. This is the kind of shit we want to do. And to you know, and to make the whole club more stable, we need to do this first. And then the manager we bring in, he understands that and he works with that. Uh, and everyone's on singing from the same hymn, hymn sheet. Um, if it's still a shit show, Granite Scar's running the club, Roman's still floating about, and then we just drop Lampard in, I just feel like it's, it's almost another... Oh. Shaky yeah, appointment. I, I agree. But I mm. think that's where he'd have to turn around and go, I'm only coming to bring a director of football. And mm. then he gets to pick who the director of football is. Mm. Which is what, well, I mean, obviously, I mean, that's me, that's me making a joke. I don't yeah. think he would get, obviously, he's not going to get to pick the director. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Petacek, Balak, you know, and then getting the band back together and then we win the Champions mm. League. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, easy, isn't it? We'll just yeah. do it again at Bayern. So yeah, yeah. Well, but, all right, mate. So. West, we yeah we uh, pretty much want to round up the episode. I want to I want um I want to plug your um your YouTube and uh, you guys are up for an award also, which we'll talk about in just a second. But let's just quickly wrap up West Ham and come back to that quickly. Um, Chelsea win. Do we keep a clean sheet? What do you think about the lineup? What how do you see it going? I don't think we keep a clean sheet. Right. Uh, I think Felipe Anderson will be a massive problem for Dave on that right hand side. Yeah. Uh. I think we'll win. Eh. I'm gonna go three one. I think yeah, we'll it's win. A bit I of a think we'll win. Yeah, I think I think if, the, if he if he starts the side that we saw against Brighton, I think we'll win that game comfortably. Mm. No changes um, then. Do you think that he's got to do change? He loves he loves a change when it does him no favors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's exactly why I'm sat there going, yeah. I wouldn't change it. You yeah. wouldn't change it. I don't think anyone really would change it, but he'll yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, fuck it. Let's talk Kovacic. Why not? Yeah, well, that's it. Oh man, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think he'll start Kovacic or mm. Bart. Surprising, uh, but I think it's kind of a case of Loftus-Cheek. If he's not starting, will be on the bench and will be used. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I can't really see many changes considering you know he actually no. All right, Cal play the full ninety minutes. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so Callum Hudson-Odoi won't start. It'll be Pedro or William over him. Hazard. Uh, Hazard came off, so he'll start. Ruben did come off, so he might come on for on West Ham. Yeah. He might come it's on for Kovacic. Okay, yeah, so, so Hazard came off, mm. Lots of Sheik came off, mm. and who else came off? Well, Hazard will start again, again when it, he might just get subbed. Yeah. So it, 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 that's, 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 what, that's what it probably will be. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's gonna be... but basically, I, th- look, I think against West Ham, 
you know, this is a game. I think the position we're in now is we have to win every game. West Ham are a good side. I'm mm. not. I'm not. I'm not going to slate them and say they're good players. Yeah, exactly. They've got a fantastic squad. Mm. They, 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 if, I'm sorry. If, if Wolves weren't on this amazing run they were on, mm. Everton and West Ham would be vying for that European spot. So you know, it's kind of a case that they're, they're not to be taken lightly. No. And considering that they've, they've played, they played so well recently. That Everton result was poor, but you mm. know, other than that, you know, it's well, you know, so they, us, they, yeah. these, you know, yeah, it's, it's we got we got to take this game with all the seriousness that it entails. I don't, I wouldn't care if we were playing Accrington, Stanley, or Barnet in, in the Premier League. Mm. Uh, the important thing right now is, no matter who is up against us, we have to beat them, mm. and that is the mentality you cup, have to go in with. Cup now. final to the end, exactly. All right, um, so it'll be interesting to see. Well, there we have it. So. Let's um let's talk about your YouTube channel, Hundred Percent Chelsea, the uh, the biggest yeah, Chelsea fan YouTube channel out there, um leading uh, leading the race there, and um you're up for an award. We are, we are, uh, we we're, we're up for a football blogging award. In fact, we're up for uh, up for it. Well, two basically three categories. Woo! Um, so uh, we've got uh, best club content. Um, we've got that. Uh, obviously, Jan and Lawrence of of both. Uh, parted ways but Jan's going forward uh, on her um, so that her work with 100% Chelsea uh, in best women's content cool and Lawrence as much as he deserves it he deserves it so much he's worked so hard over the past couple of years so it's nice that he's finally uh, been recognised for it he's up for best international content creator so lovely you know, best of luck to him I hope he gets that and uh, obviously there's some other the Chelsea fan cast there as well mm. uh, the London is Blue pod yes yeah. there's, there's, some, there's some honestly there's a great representation of the Chelsea community yeah absolutely uh, in all these categories and you know we, we hopefully fingers crossed um, you know we can we can all go out and do something so if, even if one of us don't win best international category I hope Chelsea um, London's blue in it but obviously I'll, uh, I don't know ties in the league because I'll kind of with Lawrence so it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of a case of you know I, I well be good representation for Chelsea but yeah yeah uh, I agree with you that. mate so check, check out um, check out everyone check out 100% Chelsea on um on YouTube, it's uh, it's often just Louis with a mic chatting to fans, talking about the game, doing yeah. uh, reviews, previews. Um, and Taking if, piss out of Ian and his voice, his Brexity voice. Well, there you go. Um, and then you can support him by, uh, I think, vote, voting for him here, the 100% yeah. Chelsea in said categories, which I guess, is that on your like YouTube or your Twitter? Or so you... what you can do is you go, you can either go across to their uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and on, I'll put, I'll, what I'll do is I'll put a... Uh, There'll be a pinned tweet on my Twitter, and it'll tell you how to vote for us. Um, but well, if you, in case people, are, in case people forget, but here yeah. what you, do, you either go to the Football Blogging Awards website mm. and you uh, basically go to those said categories and vote for us uh, in those categories, or uh, you, put, you do I am voting for at one hundred percent Chelsea uh, at Jean Lolichon uh, at Loud fifteen oh seven for best club. But well, for the hashtag best club, hashtag women's or hashtag mm. international content creators yeah. in the at FBAs on Twitter. That's why I put it in a tweet because you can just copy and paste it. Yeah. As well. <laughs> you would, I imagine a lot of the listeners have seen these uh, vote things going around Twitter. But yeah, yeah, yeah best best thing to do is probably then, check then, out. Is, then, go on. And then on Instagram, you just at us on the relevant. Well, there um, you go. But yeah, what thing. I was, was going to say is to probably follow his instruction via his pinned tweet and to follow Louis on Twitter. What's your handle, mate? Uh, at Louis underscore Beneventi. Do you want to spell that for the listener? Yeah, I probably think that would be quite wise. Uh, at L-O-U-I-S uh, and then underscore line and then B-E-N-E-V-E-N-T-I. 
Beneventi, la sì. donna bevo l'acqua. The woman drinks water, ladies and gentlemen. That's my Italian. That's good, mate. <laughs> It's not bad. Mi chiamo Yannick. All right, mate. Louis. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, mate. It's been it's been good fun. Um, great episode, and uh, hopefully next time we're at a game, we can have a jar before. Uh, and thanks for coming on, mate. 100%. Cheers. Thanks for having me, mate. All right, dude. And there we have it. So covered a lot of stuff there. Me and Louis, we talked about the coach. Uh, didn't go over too much boring stuff where the sorry and or sorry out debate because you know what? If I just kept doing that every podcast, it would be kind of bollocks. But You know, it was good fun. We looked back on a positive result. We looked forward and, you know, what, how we don't know what's going to happen about uh, at the West Ham game. And we talked about a theoretical Chelsea finish this season and how, how that would bode for us, the fans, and, you know, the club generally. So, um, yeah, go and check 100% Chelsea out on YouTube. They are good. So, guys, yeah, thank you uh, for tuning in again. Couldn't do it without you, listener. It really means a lot. You know, my um my listenership, I suppose the word would be, has gone up quite a lot recently. And I uh, really appreciate people tuning in and hanging out and listening to me and a guest talk about Chelsea. Um, If you haven't given me a review on iTunes and you, uh, you've uh, been listening to me uh, on my debut season as a podcaster and you want, you want to do something positive for me, then go and give me a five-star review and it helps me out. I think it just takes a couple of seconds. Why not write something nice as well to make me feel all warm and fuzzy? So up the chills. Keep the blue flag flying ever so high. Carefree, wherever you may be. We are the famous CFC. Thank you for that, wherever you may be, etc, etc. I'll see you later.